You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Half hour. Hello and welcome to Half Hour, an entertainment podcast through Two Worlds Entertainment. I'm Richie. And I'm Jeff. Here to bring you another podcast episode on the casual conversations of the things we see and observe throughout our careers, both the concerts and the shows and the movies and all those things. Uh, We are going to feature some spoilers today on what we're talking about, so please make sure that you have watched or observed what we are talking about today before continuing on. You have been warned. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But today we're talking about an award ceremony, and today it's all about the Tony Awards, the 2022 Tony Awards, the 75th annual Tony Awards. Uh, And those were held on Sunday evening, and we are here today to discuss everything about the Tony Awards, what we liked, what we didn't, some of our favorite moments, some of the potential snubs, the things we thought deserved to win, all that stuff. It's all about the Tony Awards, whether you've seen all these shows or not. Just check out those Tony Awards because there were some amazing things happening there. Um, it was on CBS and Paramount Plus, so I'm sure there's a way you can find clips or go back and find segments of that from the other day. <laughs> so we're diving into the Tony Awards. First, we're going to start with just general overall thoughts, Jeff. So what were your overall thoughts as just the Tony Awards ceremony as a whole? And here we go. And here we go. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, well, first of all, I'd like to say, wow, we're back. This year with Broadway, mm. um, finally with, you know, we watched the like abbreviated version of the Tonys in the fall, which showcased some of the shows that opened before the pandemic. And now we had such a big, wide range of shows this year that were showcased at this year's Tony. So it was great to actually see, you know, everything getting the honor that they deserve at the Tonys. Um, overall, I thought the Tonys were good. It, I wasn't really, like, blown away by the whole perf- show and performance. It seemed like a lot of people were just, like, getting back into the swing of things. And, um, yeah, it was just, I, I'd sit, like, in a, it was an okay performance. Uh, it was an okay show. I think every year the Tony Awards are a little different for me. Sometimes they're like, wow. And sometimes yeah. they're like, okay. This was, There were some great moments this year. There were some things I would have changed maybe and done differently. Um You know, the format has changed now. It used to be one award ceremony on CBS. Last year, it became like two hours on Paramount Plus, two hours on CBS. Now we're back to like this full three-hour segment on CBS, but the first hour from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. was on Paramount Plus. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like, do you have cable? Do you have Paramount Plus? Do you have both? We have both here, so we were able to watch both. The 
design categories were all given from seven to eight with Darren, Chris, and Julianne Huff hosting that. I thought that first hour went well. I actually liked Darren, Chris, and Julianne Huff hosting. I thought there were some really nice moments. Their opening number was fun. Yeah. It was nice to see those speeches. What I think the Tonys used to do is they used to do this thing, and I don't even know if the Academy Awards do this too, but they're like, you'll hear the announcer, during the commercial break, the Scenic Design Award went to blank. And it shows like five seconds of the speech, and it's like, thank you to the Academy. During the commercial break, the next award. And I'm like, wait, I want to see those people. So it was very cool that we got to see all those speeches in the full hour on Paramount Plus you know, winning those awards. That makes sense. I didn't even realize <laughs> yeah. that. I've, now thinking back to the past Tony Awards, yeah. They did used to just clip them when yeah. they would come back from the commercial break. So, yeah, actually, I do. I almost was going to say, why are we breaking this up now? Why are we making this confusing for us viewers to be like, okay, now we got to go to Paramount Plus or we got to go to the TV? But now it's like, oh, wait, actually, they never really televised that to begin with the different design right. categories. So it's nice winning. that they're So it was of, kind of right. nice to watch mm-hmm. that. It was like, it was instead of watching a red carpet, we're watching the hour before yeah. design awards winning. <clears throat> right. You know. And it was nice to see that and to honor, honor that. And we're going to talk a little bit more about awards in the next segment in mm-hmm. terms of the, the, who we think won, deserved, and, and who could have won and all that. But I thought that was nice. Then we're going to dive into this, this CBS, you know, the main televised Sony Awards with Ariana DeBose hosting. Mm-hmm. I thought she was a very different host compared to the past. A lot of times these award shows choose comedians to host. Yeah. And it's usually like a bit where like they're making fun of the industry or they're talking about. And this was like, no, we're going to put this like sh- like song- singing, dancing, acting, triple threat, amazing performer as the host. And she's going to sing throughout the whole show and she's going to dance throughout the whole show. That was different than what we've seen in the past. And I think it totally worked. It was nice to see her dancing and singing and acting. Debatable. Uh, well, I <laughs> thought it totally worked. I thought... I I will say that I wish there were some moments where she kind of just talked and hosted and felt like she could just like crack a joke or two and talk to some people instead of like, let me run over and sing and sit on this person's lap. And now let me run over and do this number. To me, it was a little too much of it. Yeah. But I did like the moments where she was singing and dancing. I thought, I thought that was nice. I think what's interesting right now. So like we had the pre-show host, <clears throat> Darren, Chris, <clears throat> and Julianne Huff. Which it's like they're both on Broadway this year in the season. They were not nominated, so it's like let's put them in the the spotlights uh-huh. here. Um, they were fine. I and then we have Ariana DeVoe, and I'm like, mm, I don't know what it was for me, but all three of them kind of just don't have the presence of being a host. <laughs> if that makes sense, it's like. I think we have this idea, like you're saying, yeah, usually like a comedian is the host or someone. I just, sometimes it's like the presence just needs to be there. Like they're carrying this whole award show. Yes. However, I will say that what I found refreshing was, and no offense to these people, but it wasn't Hugh Jackman, Whoopi Goldberg, James Corden, the people uh, who have, Billy Crystal, the same names of people up there host, you know, we had Alan Cumming and Christian Chenoweth one year. That was kind of cool. I think it it was just nice to see young, fresh, different type of talent up there hosting this. I thought that was a nice turn. I 
Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you. I like having young people up there and be like taking the spotlight there. But she was doing something interesting for me that just didn't make sense. I didn't find it. she was being herself mm. as a host. Mm. She was playing a character almost like straight out of being the narrator in Cabaret or, mm. you know. And Maybe I'm that like, was a choice. It, yeah. Definitely, because we've heard her speak before. We've And she was doing this weird dialect thing with her when she was speaking. And I'm like, mm. why is she doing that? Mm. And I think it took away from her moment to really shine as a host of the show. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, I, I think if she knows where her talents are, which is singing and dancing and acting, why not showcase a lot of that? I just thought it was a little too much at times. Yeah. But I thought when she was doing it, she was she was, just, she was just like a star. Yeah. And I thought the opening number was fun. <laughs> I thought it was, you know, great that they're bringing in the writers from Six to yeah, write the opening right. number. And they highlighted so many lyrics and melody lines from so many old shows. I thought that was very cool in the beginning and the ending. Another it weird was, thing that they did, though, was... <laughs> Like they're like, okay, can you guess the shows that we're singing about? And they're literally putting them up on the I screen know, behind know, us. Uh, we always like the part where, oh my god, that's um, yeah. Annie, or yeah, oh, right. that's uh, Wicked, and that's right. Company because they did the whole mashup thing, which it was fun. It was cool. But it was like, yeah. why, why put that in there to say, can you guess? Yeah. And then yeah. uh, there it is. Right, right, right. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but the overall Tony Words was great. I'm really glad that we got to talk a little bit about that. We're going to dive a little bit into our next segment now, which is the specific awards. I wanted to ask you a little bit. We're going to get to other Tony moments, too, because there were many other moments. But I just yeah. want to talk for a few minutes about the specific awards. First question I have for you, who are some winners that you think deserved the win? Meaning they won the Tony Award and you totally understand why they deserved that win and they got the award. Who are those people? Whether they are um, designers or performers or the show itself, go. <laughs> I'll go by saying I actually think I was happy with and quite quite pleasant with almost all of the award winners. Mm-hmm. I um, thought that the Tony did a very great job at spreading the wealth to many different shows. Um, I do agree. Like my top four here that. Definitely should have won, and they did win. I think A Strange Loop should have won for Best Musical, and, and it, it did. did yeah. uh, Joaquina Colacongo <laughs> for Leading Actress, Six for Score, and Montana Levy-Blanco for the Costumes on Skin yes. Those four for me were like, thank you. Those four deserved it. I mean, those things are the those are some of the awards that I'm still talking about today. I agree with all of those. I would also throw in that I do think Miles Frost le- winning leading actor for MJ makes complete sense. What he's doing on that stage is amazing. Um, yeah. I think Jesse Tyler Ferguson winning for take me out makes complete sense. He's so wonderful. Um, Matt Doyle winning and Patty Lapone winning for company makes complete sense to me and company winning best revival. That all makes sense to me. I really, really agree with all that. Yeah, I agree with those. I think I'm happy with all of those winners. If someone else won in those categories, okay. though, I wouldn't have okay. been disappointed. Okay. I think what I'm saying is these four, to me, really deserved that award. Yes. Everyone else deserves their awards, too. But right. Like, there are other people in those categories, and you'll hear me talk. You will about talk it. about those in a Saying second. But like, yes, oh, I, will, I think they should have won. Yes, and I will say all that. And I also had Marion Elliott for company direction. Um, really, really amazing direction there. So I really was impressed with that. And the choreography. I mean, Chris Wielden winning yes. for MJ. That okay, is amazing, that amazing choreography. You know what's so great about that show with that choreo is that. Up close, we were far back in that show. <laughs> in MJ. Yeah, in MJ. Yeah. We were far back. So seeing the dancing up close on TV, I was like, he w- took 
the MJ actual choreo from his tour. And I really feel like he took it and was inspired by it, but he didn't just put MJ no, choreo. No, he put detailed up. choreography yes. up there. Yeah, you When you're putting an ensemble up there and you're giving them certain MJ <clears throat> moves and yep. they're just doing it so clean and crisp, I'm, I still am blown away by the ensemble yeah. of that. Oh, that, yes. That. Oh, yes, for sure. So, totally. Um a next question I have, name a few of the nominees that should have maybe won, in your opinion, but did not win at this Tony Awards. <clears throat> Here we go. Um, I think these four, uh, again, I'll say I'm happy with the winners, but I think these four could have won. I think Rob McClure could have won for Doubtfire. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I still think what he did was amazing. And it's a no... Nothing against Miles Frost. I, we technically didn't see him. We just know what the role yep. is <clears throat> doing. Because yep. um, we saw the understudy. But seeing Rob LeClerc do what he did, it was just out of this world. I <laughs> Unpopular opinion. I think The Music Man should have won over Company for okay. Best Revival. Okay. I mean, I loved Company Revival and I loved the Music Man Revival. That's very hard for me. It's yeah. very hard. They're both. I will keep going because I'll, I'll let you know mine after yours. So keep going. <clears throat> uh, I think that Trouble in Mind should have won for Best Play mm-hmm. Revival. Um, and I think that Gabby Beans should have won for yeah, leading actress. and that was an amazing performance for her. I'm sorry, but she, what she is doing in that role and what she did do in that role, because the show is closed now, is out of this world. I still think that she is the one to be on the lookout for. Oh, because yeah. Her acting, Put her in more And that shows. whole show, I... If there's any show that I really feel was completely snubbed, because it wasn't totally, because I think they won for both set and costumes... Right. Um, scenic design of a play went to Lehman Trilogy. Oh, <clears throat> so no, it did, but it did. Um, the costumes did win. It did. Win they costumes. were amazing costumes. I think that that show is definitely the underdog and was mm-hmm, underappreciated mm-hmm. this year because the directing, the acting, the story, the set. Everything yeah. was so thought out, and I'll continue to keep saying that over and over and yeah. over again because it was so good. Here are some of my thoughts on some of these snubs. The Music Man not winning anything is shocking to me. Yeah. I mean, not really, because I, I under- think there's politics with it. Maybe, but, yes. but I, I under and I know it's selling, and they yeah. have no problem with sales. And we're going to talk about the awards versus that. You know, everyone wants to say, oh, does this win something because it needs ticket sales or it doesn't need ticket sales? I, regardless of that, I think the Music Man could have really – the biggest snub for me, I really think the costumes – should have gone costume win for musical should have went to music man. Those costumes are astonishing. And when you have to costume 40 something people and some people, many, many different costumes in one role mm-hmm. versus, and this is where it's tough. You're talking about the design. You're not talking about the quantity of costumes. I understand everything, right? Yeah. It's just about the design. But when, and, and Gabriella Slade wins the costume design for musical for six mm-hmm. and they're amazing costumes and they're like, period, but modern, and like, what a brilliant design. But to design six costumes where they don't have to change out of those costumes and they stay in one costume the whole show, and there's only six, and the costumes for the band behind them too, yeah, and that wins over 40-something people wearing hundreds of costumes and hats and shoes and gloves, and to me, it's, it's tough. It's You know, I've heard the debates before, like, why do modern plays that are set where people wear like jeans and t-shirts and stuff, why are they, a lot of times you don't see them nominated or winning costume because it's in a modern look, maybe for example, like costume design and musical, like did, did company 
get that? No, there was no costume design nomination for comedy. Is it just because they're all in modern clothes? There's a debate in the industry right now. We could have like a whole podcast about that. Like why <laughs> designing a, a costumes period pieces tend to win. Six is kind of set in somewhat of a period. I understand the creativity there. I just think if Music Man was going to win a Tony nomination, I really thought a Tony Award, I really thought that that was going to win costumes. I, I didn't really think did. it was going to win for costumes. Okay. I get your where your idea is yeah. coming from around that because it's it's period. It's definitely costume, and they were done really well. But it's not unique, mm, right? And I think if we're looking, looking at things people. that are unique, we're taking yeah. a story about the six wives, and that's not what they would be dressed in, right? So to have this vision right. of something beautiful and pop and hot, but also it with worked. odes to the period, yes. which is very smart. And I understand it's deserving. And I'm coming, just saying, but it's inspired, and it's like these are the women that are coming in their night. Right. It's in shining armor, right. like, no, we're taking back our voice. And I think there's so much right. more storytelling throughout those costumes. And that's why it won. Versus the storytelling through the Music Man. I actually think the biggest snub for the Music Man was the choreo. Because I think yeah, the choreo was out amazing. of this world. Yeah. But the MJ choreo was He's really great, it too. So it's hard. It's a very hard year. My, but And also, like, for overall show... I, I'll keep saying it. I don't really think Company was a really good uh, revival. That's okay. just my opinion. Okay. Uh, and I'm not a big fan of The Music Man, and The Music Man really mm. sold me on this show. So it did something really well, and I thought it was a better show. It I think Company I, – I like the old Company and the new Company. I like how it was reinvented. Um, but I think I, I do like, thought, you think the performances in Company that won, like Matt Doyle and Patti Lapone, make yeah. sense to me. I think they're good, and I think – the company's fine, but I also think there's a lot of ode to Steven Sondheim this year in Maybe. company winning. Well, we'll talk about him and it coming up because I want to wrap up the award section first. The, my other snubs or thought, thinking with snubs. Listen, I will say something. I saw Gabby Beans in Skin of Our Teeth. I saw LaShawn's in Trouble in Mind. I saw Mary Louise Parker in How I Learned to Drive. I did not see Ruth Nega in, in Macbeth. Deirdre O'Connell from Dana H. wins leading actress for play. I have heard that the performance was amazing. Mm -hmm. However, and Lehman Trilogy won a lot this year. Yeah. I didn't see that or Dana H because this was earlier in the year. My issue with a, a lot of this is when you watch the Grammy Awards, when you watch the Oscars, and when you watch the Emmys and things win, what is one of the first things? Oh, I should I should watch that now. Yeah. I won a bunch of, I, oh, I, should, I didn't see that movie. I didn't hear that album. This is the only, you know, arguably speaking, one of the only awards categories where, oh, Lehman Trilogy won? Well, I can't go see that now. Oh, wait, she won for, Deirdre O'Connell won for Dan H? Oh, I can't go see that now. Yeah, but oh, this blah, blah, blah won for Gold from North Country? Well, that's closing in four days. And the only reason I will say this is because Omicron came, so many shows shut down again in December and January. And these plays that did so well, and they ran substantially throughout the fall and into the winter, but they didn't run long enough for a lot of people to see it. Mm -hmm. And so for me, normally I'd be like, okay, it was a limited run. It was announced. It was 16 weeks. You got to go see it when you see it. But these shows that opened, they were limited runs, and then they closed. We weren't sure they were coming back. And then to win all these awards, I'm just mad because I'm like, oh, I would have wanted to see all these award-winning performances. And I'm not saying it's Omicron or COVID, but I'm saying... Some shows just never reopened again, and it's tough, or or maybe didn't want to keep going past January first, and well, so expensive. that's tough. And it's yeah, <laughs> it's so expensive to run a show if they're not selling tickets. I, I would mean, have liked to see Deirdre O'Connell in Dana H because I'm really proud of her for winning that. I just didn't. I just 
I also thought Gabby Labine's LaShawn's or Mary Louise Barker could have won that as well. They were all amazing. Right, but we also could have saw Dana. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like we couldn't have. No, I know. We, but we I, th- I, I think I if think... it was running longer, but it was so many things were like, oh, we got to end this a week early now because of COVID. And, yeah, and I know. don't think a performance should be discredited just because a show is closed. No, I'm not discrediting plays... it at all. No, I'm saying why. It's like, yeah, it stinks that they close yeah. and we can't see I'm it. I'm saying but... the accessibility yes. of people now. Can, people can go see Company now. People can't go see Take me out now. People can't go yeah, see how I learned to drive. People can't go see Skeleton Crew. People can't go see Clyde's. I mean, there's so many things. This I, every year, there's a few things that have just closed. Every play is going to be closed, by, but no, but but you do week. have Hangman's running a little bit longer. The Minutes is running two more months. Um, you have Plaza Suite, which didn't really get any nominated. That's running another month. There's there's still things that are you can go see. I just found that this year in particular, I found so many more shows closed early than usually yes every year at tony's is like a couple things that have already closed i understand that yeah. it just seemed like there was so much that's already you're closed gonna get this again next year because you half of the plays are fall only are fall right? only which is why we got to target and those potentially going to be nominated yes. for the yes. tony's so, so it's a, that's how the industry works and i understand that it's just when you watch the academy awards the oscars the emmys the grammys you can go immediately find this content well and guess so, what? we talk about this all the time if broadway really cared they would be filming their shows and putting them maybe, up yeah. on streaming yeah. services yeah. or in a place where people can watch it but yeah. still broadway's not a very accessible thing to people yeah. it, it's <laughs> tough still and it you needs know? to be more accessible for, and it's also we're talking about one city of live performances tony awards don't look at all the cities of America, really? We're talking about just just one. But why was Dana H. not recorded and put up somewhere? It should not cost the producers anything to do that, and they could probably make money from it. Because I would like to see this woman's performance that she just won a Tony. I would now really want to And we know it's filmed out there somewhere. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Well, because of time, I want to move quick (laughs) through here. Any speeches stand out as memorable? Go. Mm, Just one. Maybe two. Uh, I thought Jaquina's, uh, Joaquina's speech... Um, was really great and yes. powerful and moving. And you could just see so much passion behind her and wanting this so bad and yes. being part of something for so long. And I actually felt t- quite moved by Matt Doyle's yeah. um, mm-hmm. because I thought he, you know, deserved it too. Yeah, I thought they were both great. I those, thought I would uh, say everyone the same else, exact thing. Everyone else was okay. But those two definitely stood out for me for sure. Yeah, yes. a, a lot of them seemed to be unprepared. Yeah, was, a little bit. Which yeah. was odd for me because if you're nominated, I would think be you should like have something ready. Super to say. prepared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, let's go into some of the other Tony moments as we get ready to wrap up here. I want there was a lot of other things besides handing out the awards that I wanted to bring up here and talk a little bit about. Yeah. Let's first go on to the Stephen Sondheim tribute. The legendary Bernadette Peters comes out and sings Children Will Listen. Um, we see some clips and some photos of Stephen Sondheim behind her. I have thoughts okay. of that. What are your thoughts of that? Well, first of all, Bernadette is Bernadette. Star. Star, amazing. And I will say this. Out of every single person that opened their mouth and sang a song at that three to four hour Tony Awards, by far her vocals were the strongest. I have never heard someone with such control. The vocal control that this woman has at 70-something years old to sing that very challenging song with ease. I understand she originated this role long ago. But... I was like, out of every vocal, that was like near perfect to me, her vocal on that performance. Yeah, I think she's just effortless. 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 And a star and gorgeous. I love her. I love her. And I mean, if people can't see that, it's, you know, that must be opinion. But overall, the tribute seemed very lackluster to me. To me, 
the way I look at it is he passed away in November. December, January, February, March, April, May, June. Almost seven months, six to seven months that the Tony Awards had to prepare this. This is one of the biggest icons in the industry who has passed away. Where was multiple people singing medleys of his music? Where was different clips of his life over the, not just a couple speeches? It was like, okay, put Bernadette up there, sing one of his songs and move on. I was like... I just thought it was rushed. I thought it wasn't well I, executed. I thought I it could have been. If I remember correctly, I feel like the Grammys did a better tribute to him. They had multiple people <laughs> yeah. singing multiple, yeah. that beautiful mashup of his songs. It was Cynthia Revo, Ben Platt, maybe? And, yes, and, it was Ben and Platt. And it was Aaron, um, Aaron Burr. And um, from West Side Story. What's her name? Yes, um, but I'm forgetting. Um, ah, it'll come to me. Aaron Burr from Hamilton. Um, Leslie Odom Jr. Yes. Was Leslie Odom Jr.? Yes. Yeah. Um, this was like, yes, of course, Bernadette's doing this amazing performance of this, but like, where was more of it? Just seemed like put one song it, up and move on. It didn't seem like it was it enough. Felt like, it felt like the kid in the class that threw something together in the morning of and yeah. said, Hey, um, Bernadette, you're going to sing this song because you know the lyrics. And we found these clips and we're and just going to put, it, put together. it together in a little PowerPoint presentation. And we're going to be happy with it. He has so many original members of his cast still living mm-hmm. many yeah. and from original casts of company from original casts of Sweeney Todd. Well, Len Cario came out from Sweeney Todd at some point for Angela Lansbury, which is different, but all these, and I'm like, I just thought that was quick and rushed and it didn't yeah. give the, oh, that was just my thoughts on that, but she was amazing mm-hmm. and she's, she can do no wrong. Let's go to the in memoriam, Billy Porter singing a gorgeous reworking of on the street where you live from my fair lady thoughts on the in memoriam. Uh, you know, in memoriams are always interesting for me because it's like it becomes about the person singing, and I thought he did a terrific job with yeah, he did. with singing that song. Um, it again, it the in memoriam just seemed a little bit like lackluster too. Mm-hmm. There was not much going on. I actually think they should have just combined the Stephen Sondheim tribute with, with the that, in memoriam yeah, together and made it, and made it really thing. one big thing um, with each other. You know? I thought. Uh, whoever rearranged and reorchestrated that on the street where you live was amazing. I mean, usually that's oh, I have all done. It's a little boppy, and this was so. And to think of on the street where you live, which we know from the play as being like a boy who loves this woman on the street, and to think of it as like oh, I, I just thought of the lyrics so differently. Thinking mm-hmm. about the people who've passed on and the love we have for them, and they and the love they had for their craft yeah. with a song like that was really really amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's go to the Angela Lansbury Tony Lifetime Achievement Award and the New York City Gay Men's Choir performance and Len Cariou, who is the original Sweeney Todd, yes. accepting that award on her behalf. I have thoughts. Did what this even happen? Did it even happen? Yes. What do you mean? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just go with your thoughts. There's not much to say about it. It was a little bit uh, like. I have thoughts. Okay. First of all. Hi, CBS. Hi, Paramount. Whatever. Hi, Tony League or Broadway League. Tony Awards. You cannot, in my opinion, you cannot build up the general public to say, Angela Lansbury is receiving the life. Angela, we haven't seen Angela Lansbury in a while. She's living. She's very, she's older now, right? Yeah. To think that we're going to maybe see her and then not see her is no fault to her, but to the people organizing that award. Mm Mm-hmm. If she's not well enough to show up or for whatever reason, fine. 
Where was a quick pre-recorded 30-second video? We live in the techno, we just were all on Zoom for two years. You couldn't send a makeup hair camera team to her house and record a quick thing, or maybe at the very least take a photo and say, this was Angela earlier in the week. She says hi, Some, something. Yeah. I mean, I loved the throwback montage of her over the years. Same thing with like when Liza came out at the Oscars. It's like, are, are they not? Are they well enough to come in person? Are they not? If they're not, it's okay. Do a video. But I was really thinking we're going to see her. And then yeah. to not, I was like, no, I'm not saying it's anyone's fault. They didn't say she will be accepting it. But you really thought she was. And I was just sad that we didn't see her. Yeah. You're giving this amazing award. But I did love the New York City Game and Choir performance. Mame is like iconic. That's her thing, uh, and and I and I and I love that. Yeah. And that's in May of Pride Month. You know, having the New York City Game and Choir perform that is amazing. Mm-hmm. It was great, um, and I'm so happy for her. What a career! What a, and to have Len accept that. You know, that was her. Totally. That was her guy for so many years in that show, you know? And so they did it well. I was just disappointed to no one's true fault, but I was just disappointed that she wasn't there. And That's I hope just, she's well. It was just a very awkward moment to not. It was just like, yeah, like you're saying, it was billed very differently than what yes. was presented. And if, and, and if you're not well enough, could we have had other options? Could there have been a photo of it? We saw a photo of Betty White the week before she passed away in, in her living room. Like, I'm not saying... We have to take a photo regardless. Maybe she's not well. I would, yeah. And I'm so sorry to hear that if she's not. Mm-hmm. But I just thought it was odd that they built it up like she – I th- really thought she was going to be there. But mm-hmm. anyway, that was that was a nice moment. And moving forward because we're almost out of time, Spring Awakening performance, 15-year <laughs> anniversary reunion of the full original cast and I believe the f- band too. Uh, thoughts? Well, first of all, I loved it. I mean, I – First of all, Touch Me is a beautiful song. I know, I love that song. The choreo is so iconic in that number, and they're doing it all together. I just, like, we've now had the documentary. We have this happening on the stage. Like, what are they bringing us? Well, are they bringing this cast back again? Are they bringing the show back again at some point? Is the movie really in the works now again? Yeah. Um, But it was really, it was done so well. Um, Some people are, like, up in arms about, you know, having Spring Awakening be part of this show, which I don't see anything wrong with why it was performing. I loved it. Why not bring casts together like that once in a while, every year? They should make it every year. What show next year is celebrating 20 years, 25 years, you know, 15 years, whatever, and bring some of the cast back. And Spring Awakening was such a groundbreaking show. It was a show that was determined to be a flop and became a super successful piece. Yeah. And it was done really well. I, I loved seeing them all up there because yeah. I feel like that was my first, like, fandom musical. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. It was wonderful. And final question. Performances from the nominated shows. Any performances stand out to you as really amazing from the uh, revival, musical, and best musical categories? Mm. I'll go with this based on am I going to go watch any of them again? Mm. Maybe six. Mm, that was great. And maybe the Music Man because I've heard it five times. I play it every day. <laughs> I've heard house. it five times at my dinner I, table. <laughs> I, I loved the Tony performance of the Music Man. Yeah. It is like pure joy with a capital J. You see just like tap dancing and marching band and everyone's happy. And I know that not all theaters like that, but I, I just, I was in awe of that. Hugh Jackman, Sutton Foster. But we're going to call it out. We're going to call it out, right? Music Man. Why did they not have Sutton Foster sing anything? It makes no sense to me. She was Tony nominated. And I know not every Tony nominated female or male sang, but 
she couldn't do a medley with the quartet leading into 76 drum or something. They couldn't put a little mashup medley together. I was like, come on, we're waiting for Sutton Foster's. And, and we obviously saw her live do it and it was brilliant. And I'm like, but oh, it's Sutton Foster. She sings at like every Tony's, doesn't she? I don't know. All right, that's fine. He sings a verse. Yeah, let him. Yeah, or a, I know. Part Give of the her, course, let her sing the next know, 76 trombones. Come on. I know. Come on. Let's I would go. Have liked it. But y'all got, but maybe they're like, y'all got to buy a very expensive ticket to come Dude. see her sing the, the score, I guess. I don't know. Well, I guess so. But yeah, I mean, uh, everyone else, they were great. I yeah, mean, I, yeah. I would have also liked to see a company mashup, but. Yeah, I missed Patty singing and Matt Doyle singing a little but bit. But again, they're probably like, oh, we know yeah. that they're winning, so well, let's. Get, uh, let people buy the ticket and go see it, and we'll do the opening. If you want to see Patty, yeah. you know, shake her martini glass. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. But yes. Oh. <sighs> Oh my gosh, out of time, and that flew by. I could talk about this forever, but that was wonderful. Any final thoughts on the 75th Annual Tony Awards from you, Mr. Jeff? That's a wrap. Great season. I'm so excited for the next season. There's already like 30 shows coming in. (laughs) We have, it's starting with July. (laughs) Kite Runner is the first show coming, and and Into the Woods in July. So there's already new shows in the works right now, and we got lots more. We have so much coming up in the podcast, so it's it's not ending. No, it's it's just beginning. (laughs) But it was was great. I always like the wrap roundup of each season yeah. so we had our grammys now we had our tonys and now we're doing it all over yeah, again, again. <laughs> i really enjoyed this it was really really nice to just see and and i'm just and like i said i'm very proud of strange loop yeah. it's a great great show and kudos to them for winning the best musical the big big award of the night yeah totally um well thank you all so much for listening we really hope you enjoyed today's episode please make sure you check out at half hour podcast on all social media platforms also two worlds entertainment as well follow like comment let us know what you think of what you're hearing um and engage with us every friday uh afternoon we are releasing a new podcast episode we're alternating between 3 the p.m po- 3 p.m <laughs> eastern standard time so we're um, alternating between um broadway and theater episodes every other week versus the pop music episodes every other week so you'll get a lot of that this summer some pop some broadway and everything kind of in between so thank you all so much for listening we hope you enjoyed saying ta-ta i'm jeff and i'm richie (laughs) (laughs) bye Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.